How's it going? Good. How are you, Ali? Good to see you, buddy. Yeah, December nineteenth, twenty twenty-two. It's it's freezing outside, huh? It's minus oh, twenty-three. Minus twenty, yeah. Plus whatever for the wind. Yeah, yeah it's it's cold. It's, good, it's gonna be surprising cold next week. Right? That's why we're both wearing our sweaters right now. I know. Yeah. <laughs> like four layers. Yeah, yeah. That's what you want to do in Canada, man. Oh, you can't survive any other way. No. Nope. Yeah. No. Nope. Tell us about you. Like, name, where you come from, what's yeah, yeah. your background. Well, my name is Rex Lenachek, and um, where I come from is uh, I, I grew up. I was born in Alberta, yeah. Calgary, um, but I grew up in Saskatchewan nice. uh, on the on a farm in the oh, middle the of nowhere. Saskatchewan. Oh, well, Saskatchewan. Yeah. Everywhere is farms in Saskatchewan. That's true. Probably. Most of it's the middle of nowhere. There. Yeah, <laughs> I love Saskatchewan. Don't like. Hey, I don't know. I I think it's great. I think it was it was a valuable experience for me to be raised there. But um, yeah, you know, I just didn't. I couldn't stay there. I knew that I had to expand and, and go out and yeah. explore the world more. Nice. Um, so uh, at 18, I left home. I yeah. went to the University of Calgary and studied some sciences. So f I have a physics degree and um, I, I pursued, I tried to pursue a second degree in neuroscience. And then halfway through, I realized I don't really want to sit in a lab all of my well, life. And neuroscience is pretty, pretty deep. Yeah. Major to study, right? Yeah, it's a very inter uh, interdisciplinary study. That's yeah. amazing, man. Yeah. Like, and but probably you're gonna study like tons of book and information just. Oh to yeah, that's wow. kind of. I kind of got burnt out from that, right? Like that's where yeah, I, that's, that's why I kind of changed sense. my mind about what I was gonna do because yeah, that's fair. There's only so much information I can absorb before I'm just like, okay, well, when am I gonna use it? And I just didn't feel like. I guess I just didn't feel. A, a strong drive to go and implement it like yeah. I I don't know I didn't really build strong relationship with any of the the research group instruction as like leads or anything like that so yeah I kind of it kind of just like it just tapered off after yeah, a while yeah, it's yeah. like you know what I'm not I'm not feeling it and um, I needed to go and explore the world and and nice. also explore my creativity and that was like kind of at that point in 2017 I went and bought my first digital camera my yeah. first DSLR and then I started taking pictures Nice. And so kind of that's kind of where I've been at for the last, well, I guess, since 2007. Well, I started taking it seriously a year after I bought the camera. So like 2018, about that. Yeah. And then um, I made it a kind of like a career, like or not a career. Like I used it to make a business, a small business of my own, doing photography and videography uh, around 2019, 20. So you, you, you went like to in Saskatchewan to like small businesses and and you no, do no, it or so just at, at this point I was in Alberta I was in Calgary oh, okay. I came back so I so after I graduated and and decided I wasn't going to complete the second degree I just started working here in Calgary with do you have anybody any family in Calgary that you moved in I or have just my grandparents myself? live here and on my mom's side and my brother and sister are now living here nice um yeah yeah uh, but my dad and mom still live in Saskatchewan yeah, yeah. And, and why why you choose photography like Um, usually, like, for example, if I want to move from a major, um, go find my thing, mm -hmm. I want to say, um, I try many different things just to, to find myself in one of those, right? Yeah. How did you come up with that you are, okay, you're talented in photography and I want to pursue that? That's a good, that's a good question. Um, I think, I think part of it was influence of just the modern society that we live in. I thought like, wow. Everybody loves photography. Who doesn't love photography? Yeah. Uh, it's a huge part of the social world that we live in now. And um, but I also um, was good with uh, like technology. I was good with learning systems and machines and and whatever uh, software that went with it, and and how to implement it uh, in a creative way. So expressing creativity through technology. And so yeah. 
you know, I could have gone and been a sculpturist or, or like a sculptor rather, uh, or like a painter, but yeah. I felt it was a bit too um, literal, like just too physical and not so much uh, that technology aspect. And, and like, yeah, because yeah. to me, my mind is very, it requires that intellectual stimulation beyond uh, just like the, ta the tactile aspect of yeah. physical media. Did you learn photography from, from experience, from mistakes that you did and you learned from them or you went to school or took a course like online yeah no it was just all self-taught um nice. yeah because i was just i was just tired of always being course like a classroom taught and yeah, um, yeah. with the, the sciences and i just wanted to learn something on my own prove that i that i could i had that initiative right because yeah. i was just i guess i'd so i was so used to the idea that i had to be in a class someone had to teach me to learn something and i i was just done with that and yeah. um so so it was kind of like a, a a freeing experience to go through that yeah. and um and actually my dad was a photographer for a little while before he oh, nice. settled down he was a photographer too like not professionally but like he he had a couple of, the, of uh, film cameras which i now possess nice and um that's of where course. i kind of, of course you're gonna possess all those yeah right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the heirloom man it's a it's yeah. ancestral passage yeah of skill yeah i love it so anyway so i guess i kind of picked up like that a little inspiration from him him and my mom went traveling for a little bit nice. after, before they had me and yeah. so he, they took tons of pictures yeah and um like, were you interested in, for every photographer ha has an interest in, in a thing, in like in a specific... Oh, genre. Of genre, of yeah, when it's a genre. Like, did you find, yeah, did yeah. you find like your own genre or like you are just like in general, you take whatever you see beautiful, you just capture it? I think, I think uh, definitely the first was kind of like my approach to things and, and still is really. Yeah. Um, but I guess if, if I were to put a, a label to it, like a category to it, um, and I've only really recently kind of come into that. I was I was like, well, maybe I'm I'm fashion, maybe I'm more portrait stuff, and and that's definitely what it it's can seem like. But I feel like I'm I'm definitely more aligned with almost still life. But but I I put a spin on it. It's not just still life in the in the most candid sense. Like like still life is typically just somebody will go out take pictures of whatever they see in in their natural in its natural form. But I think I like it's, I guess I kind of think of it as like. I'm using uh, my own version of like augmented reality and yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I take yeah, reality yeah. and I just kind of like put a spin on it. That's, that's yeah. Nice. So like all my photos, usually the, the, the models and stuff are people that I've met, like I've come to meet personally and I'm just kind of like, Oh, Hey, like I shoot photos. Do you want to collaborate? Or, um, just through my experiences of life, I'm just traveling along and I see something cool. Nice. So, and yeah. you have like an Instagram, Instagram page yeah. and Facebook. Yeah. Um, maybe we can we can add them in and um, yeah we can we can put it in the text or I, can, I could say it, it's just it's just R J Lenichek R J L E N I C Z E K yeah. it's a weird one but let people see your product I mean, like this is the good thing about like when you when you want to start yourself is the connection uh, meeting people uh, talk to them yeah. learn from them and this is why we build like our social media to connect to others. To approach others and other approach us if they need something we are talented at right that's that's true uh, and i think that's 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 been a beautiful thing and also it's but it's also kind of caused a little bit of issues for me because i i think that for me photography was a very powerful outlet and i needed to go through that and i still would use it mm -hmm. but i don't think that was like the end all and be all so like like right now i'm going through this process of like understanding more of my higher ambitions okay and how to like pivot that towards that but what i what i was trying to say is that like because it was great it, it helped me connect with people that were in my my field but i didn't want to just be seen as a photographer right oh, like nice like i i wanted to uh, 
you know, I want to expand it beyond that, right? Like and I think expand to, to, to what? Well, yeah, exactly. I think I will always be doing work in the arts in some way, to some capacity, yeah. and saying, like, I, I'm going to produce content regardless. Okay. But it's a matter of um, what is... I think I think I need to align it with a greater project. Like I need to have like a, a big project and say, okay, my photography, my my photography and media skills are going to be geared towards this this specific directive, this objective, and yeah. um, how can I, um, you know, work towards that? And and also I, I'm starting to realize I need to, not I, I I can work well by myself, but there's there's very hard limits, and at some point I need to be able to expand and include other people in my team and depend on other people's skills because. You know, I love taking photos. I love going out and being behind the camera and capturing what my perspective is. And 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 I do like editing, but some, I think when it comes to the point of business, I I get bored. Not bored. Like, I get I get very exhausted easily when editing. When it comes to like editing lots lots and lots of photos for a client or a video for a client, I get I get I lose energy and I have to like take a break and then come back to it and it's just it's not as efficient as it like should the break be that you take like business. you're talking about days or like hours for example. Oh, I'm talking like like I'll do it for like a couple hours in one day and then I'll be just be like I just need a break from it and I'll come back to like the next day maybe even two days later. It's just like. It's not consistent because I, I feel I've, I've learned a lot about myself in that I, I don't have a consistent energy output. I'm very mentally active. I have tons of mental energy, but in terms of actual physical, like doing something physically, I'm, I'm, I'm hit and miss. And it requires me to uh, work in spurts. I'm like a sprint or sprint runner yeah. rather than a marathon runner. Well, this is this, when it comes to business, like there's some people are good behind the desk and there's people are good outside yes doing yeah. their thing right percent i think it's important to know which of those that you are you need to know yeah. the limit and don't overwork yourself because you're gonna get tired you're not gonna your business is gonna go down instead of going up yeah so don't try just, to do the things that you can't yeah put well. the person the right person on the right place in the right place this is exactly the perfect if you want to start a model if you want to like start a good business right yes um like there's always people that want to learn there's yeah. always students. If you approach the students like in the second year or the third year of like social media or like whatever uh, graphic design, they might like help you out. You give them here and there. Yeah, um, that's, yeah that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So when, when you decide to go by yourself like, and you start your own business, usually the question I want, I always ask people why you want to start a business why people is going to come to you not to the others yeah so in general why is the most important question yeah 100% right? yeah well and also how why yeah. and how because there's there's going to be you know the why is the driving force and then the how is your flavor of it 100% yeah so why did you decide to go with your own and Again, why people they're gonna come to you? Not like there's there's tons of photographies out, photographers sorry out there. Yeah. So what's how do you differentiate from others? Right. Okay. In terms of uh, the why, I think the why, um, at least for me, I've always tried to have a very I wouldn't say optimistic, maybe a, re a 
like partly optimistic, partly realist yeah, yeah. Uh, perspective of life and uh, try to say that, you know, understand the value of all aspects, all avenues of life, because as, as weird as some things can be, I think if it exists in life, it's, it has some value, even if it's not for you per se, yeah. it might be valuable for somebody else. Yeah. Uh, and it's all situational too. Right. So, so for me, I think that it was important for me to, well, on a personal level, observe this kind of magic in the world, the, the, the extremes of, of different kinds of energy and, yeah. and ways of seeing the world and, and also, but also being uh, kind of neutral about it and just saying, accepting it and just saying, this is, this is how it is. This is natural. Yeah. Um, even though we want to cast things in a negative or positive light. Yeah. And I think it's important also that in that way to have that perspective as a photographer because so often do we do we try to augment our reality to try and hide the imperfections that we're that we're afraid of. Yeah. And and like I think I think there's a certain level of that that's like acceptable. Like if you if you're trying to take pictures of, of yourself and you're like, Oh, I have like a zit today or like I'm just having a breakout of whatever, then like you can clean up blemishes of course but yeah. like because that's not that's not part of your identity it's true but when it comes to like you know making yourself look skinnier than like uh, you know like weird things like that yeah, yeah, it's yeah, kind of yeah. like i get it you have an ideal that you're working for but but you should also be able to accept where you're at now and be comfortable with it yeah. in a way well this is this is a great message like to to tell people to accept themselves as they are because in the end of the day in the end of the day this is this is who you are and everything is for example i have my right eye is is dead since i was a kid oh since the very early yeah. age okay i never been ashamed of no. i never hide it this is this is who i am right yeah and, and i'm proud of it yeah and um yeah this this is amazing message from from you to other people to be who they are and just yeah um, if we weren't ourselves in our in all our uniqueness, um, we would we would just be all the same, you know. We would conform yeah. to some like common ideal, and and, and so it does happen a little bit, but yeah, you know. Well, always always humans are are greedy. We look to the others, and we want to be like others. Actually, that's another thing. Is right? like yeah, we, we I think we tend to play on this level uh, this cons conceptual level of hierarchy where we like say okay we, if we want to feel powerful we have to yes. put other people down below us and and um that's a very important thing to realize that that that's not really how life works i mean it, we, th we humans think it's the way it works yeah. because we've we've kind of self-organized ourselves that way but it's not the ultimate truth the ultimate truth is that we are each are powerful on our own rights and, and and unless we can realize our value individually and uniquely then yeah, yeah. no i agree with you it's 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 very powerful message uh, especially for the kids nowadays they are always looking for outside their their box yeah right it's actually good. actually i have a i have a certain perspective of the younger generation that like they, they're more inclined to find what makes them unique and special and they're more focused on that and that's okay. like the coming generations are very good at that. I think they yeah. don't care what other people are saying. They're just like, I, c I like this. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And and usually also parents are a bit more lenient with that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, but but there is also some some people that still struggle with like, you know, maybe they don't feel unique. And actually, that's a hard thing. Is sometimes you don't 
realize what your unique. I think that it's, it's hard to recognize what your uniqueness is because to you it feels normal. To you it feels like this is, if I can do this well, it, it doesn't. You know, it's not. It's not unique, right? It's easy. Well, again, like it's being being a unique person. It doesn't come with you. You need to create this. Yeah, partly personality. You're right. Yeah, partly it's created. Right. Yeah. So, if somebody is is creative in in one field and he's not in the other, doesn't mean people should think about him like in a low perspective, right? No. Um, so when 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 you came to Calgary and you made a decision to open to to start your own business. Mm-hmm. Did you approach like other businesses? Did you help them with photography? Did even individuals like modeling and stuff like that? Yeah. And um, what what was like the thing that you had that made those models or businesses to sign with you as a as a contractor? Mm-hmm. It's actually a it's an interesting question for me because I feel like. Even though I was doing it as like a as a business, I don't feel like I like probably eighty percent of my work was still just like me saying let's just do something for free like for fun. Oh, nice. <laughs> so it's like I made very actually very little money with my business. It's so like I, I can't even speak like so much as like a, an entrepreneur. But but I do have that that aspect in me. I just haven't. I guess I haven't realized the financial like prosperity aspect of it, and that's something I'm working on now. But but but. Yes, I've definitely helped people um, accomplish something that they were going for, businesses, individuals. Um, it's I, I was mostly trying to focus on on people, especially like uh, professionals, individual professionals. As as an example, I I worked with a couple of different artists that were working in a collective, an artist collective. Nice. They one was a, a big, a large scale sculptor, uh, usually working with metal. His name is James Ziegler, and he's nice. he's a gem. Yeah, and yeah. he he was one of my first big uh, cl- like clients. It wasn't like a super big paycheck, but like it felt it felt big to me. Like I, I guess it was actually if, like if it felt reason, it felt like a good place, right? Yes, and. Um, and just like I felt like I was able to, he gave me the freedom to just like do whatever I needed to to create the content, and and like he actually, I think, going to your point of like how did how do I how does my unique ability um, help elevate them and why people were drawn to me, I think that uh, and this is what James told me after the fact, uh, in like a talk afterwards, he said, you're very good at getting to know me personally you actually care to invest your your time to understand who i am and and what i'm trying to say like my message in, nice. in a personal way not just not just taking the message and just saying it how you would say it you actually want people to hear me as myself nice and i think that that translates visually as well not so much um just just with like a dialogue and a video right yeah so I feel like, sure, I definitely put my flavor to it because that's just natural. Um, I'm a part of the process, but but I try to... to I basically think about... I, I get to know the person a little bit, even even if not explicitly, just yeah. like intuitively. And then I try to, to basically help them achieve what they're trying to get. Like, I, I sometimes I just say, like, it's sometimes it's a feeling of, like, okay, well... 
how do you f when do you feel the most powerful how do you feel the most powerful or like how do you feel the most free or like like certain i get certain feelings i think sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. and so i play on that and help help well, kind of elevate that that's that's yeah. pretty good because like again like um feeling can translate into art and this is like the majority of artists succeed because they put feelings and emotions and understand other people's feelings and emotion to put it in a painting and whatever it is what what trying to achieve in in the upcoming like year or two mm -hmm. from a, as a photography are you going to be a photographer you want to go like uh to film and um more than a film and just like graphic design company what 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 is yeah. your goal that's that's an important important point because that's what i'm i'm kind of thinking about right now trying to figure out my direction forward um i think it's going to be multi multi-faceted in the okay. sense that i will still work with my photography and i think a little less with videography because just because um it is very wor in work intensive, like to, to go yeah. out and film something and then do all that editing after, Un unless I found somebody to help me with my editing and I could find a way to like price the services accordingly to, to me, like to still fit within the budget of a client, but yeah. also be able to pay like the extra support that I have to yeah, do yeah. It. If it. If I can develop a model like that, it w that works, then I'll do it. But um, I, I don't see it immediately happening yeah maybe maybe i'll be surprised but anyway so so definitely i'll be going on with the photography because it's simple enough that i can maintain it myself yeah um i'll dabble in like easy video projects here and there um and then but that is definitely like the pillars like i guess if i don't know if you're familiar with like the idea of pillars in your like life you have like different streams of revenue or whatever like that's like an established pillar even though i haven't really implemented it much i have to refine it for sure to help that that finance come in but yeah. once i've honed that in or at least stabilized it i'm going to be moving on to something bigger and that's kind of like what i've been working on and i think it's going to branch off in two directions a little bit i don't know which is first but i'm going to try and think of different kinds of i think i want to do some kind of product from yeah. my art because i have so many photos and I'm kind of getting bored with the whole typical inst Instagram posting. Yeah. Uh, like I still, I'll still post, but I want to make an art book or a book with all my photography larger and put like some kind of like stories almost because I love putting my putting long captions with like my, like a story or like nice. a, an end, like a just talking on a topic. And so it's kind of like half philosophy, half art. I think is what yeah, yeah, my yeah, book's yeah. gonna be. If I if I go that route, or even like large scale prints, but that's pretty simple. Anyway, so uh, that's the one avenue that I'm kind of pursuing forward, and then the other one I'm considering expanding even beyond that to the point of a, just a completely different career in a way, because I'm I'm realizing much more of, of my higher skills, my higher um, abilities in the sense that I'm very very good with taking complex ideas and organizing the information and conveying it clearly to other people nice. and, and I think that is a powerful skill in tandem with my ability to understand individuals and, okay. and objectively so um, because I think that I would be I would be able to serve as a very effective guide and advisor in a way like but you like want to go to consultation type of thing yeah because but I'm, I want to brand it in a different way like I don't see it so much just as a consultant like I, it's definitely like along that line. It's that kind of a flavor yeah. of things, but 
Um, I want to, I don't want to become an employee of a company, but I also don't want to be super frivolous. Like I want to become invested in something like a project, even for a shorter time, like a month, two months yeah. and really dedicate myself to that for a company and then say, okay, now that we've completed these objectives, we've got the content that we wanted or whatever we were trying to achieve. It could be media. It could just be like, I, and that's what I was getting at is like, as going beyond media and photography is like understand even talking about business efficiencies. I mean, I'm, I'm, I can't really say that I have an efficient business of my own, but I feel like I could say a lot about it, like understanding yeah. the systems and how they all are interconnected, you know, human relations, the finances, the way you, you know, serve your products, yeah. all that stuff. And, and really giving a, some guidance in that way i, I it's hard because i can't really like i don't have anything to like use to say hey look here's some work i've already done and, and yeah you know so but when you focus on one thing as you were saying more effective finish it and move to another then you will you will have like an opportunity to succeed faster yeah when you're when you have like two three ideas and you're thinking about those three ideas at a time it's distracting. It's going to be a mess. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to take, you're going to take away from the first idea and the, from the second idea? You yeah, know? so I'm definitely going to have to do it in stages. Yeah. Yeah, so if you focus on photography, as you were saying, and social media, you might and succeed in it. Later on, maybe you can hire people. And if everybody is just hiring you and you're making good profit, yeah, you can hire and move to another idea that you like to do. Right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um that's good advice. Thank you. You're very <laughs> welcome. <laughs> and I, I have that problem. I, I do get a little distracted and scattered and I need to focus. I yeah. was I was like you. Yeah. Like, um, I need to do a lot of work. I need to do pottery. I need to do... Are these actual things that you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know you do leather work. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I did like learning, leather work. Learning something new. <laughs> yeah. I used to do like wallets, bags, and stuff like that out, out of leather, right? Yeah. Especially in the pandemic because we were bored. Okay. And I started this leather business. Um, it didn't excel because like in the same time that I was doing leather, I want to do fashion designer. Right. I want to be a fashion designer and I want to do like pottery. Maybe maybe a part of that is an exploration. Maybe what you're trying to like, and maybe yeah. this is a natural thing. Is like there does need to be a time of scatteredness for you to kind of lay out the options and kind of dabble and just like test the waters to see which one is going to align most with you, right? So like we have to be. We get, I think you it's can. important to have a bit of flexibility. Oh yeah, it's hundred percent. But at some point you got to focus. You're yeah, right. yeah. But like, you cannot spend like 20, 30 grand on a business on like a leather business no, and like five grand on pottery and another two or three grand on um, uh, fashion design just to see yourself where you at. Yeah. So it's a, that's an extreme version. Like you can't yeah. just try and push three businesses at once. Because no. my idea was, is to start, to start a business. Yeah. Right. It's not my idea. Like I wasn't like thinking about, okay, I'm going to explore my abilities. Uh, okay. And where I land, I will f now I will focus on turn it into a business. Okay. Okay. I just went straight. Yeah, oh, went straight in every direction. Business, <laughs> right? So these mistakes taught me to to just like calm down. Yeah. Be yeah. patient. Hit a break. Not a, not about money. I never regret anything I spent. Yeah, of course right? it is an exploration to yeah, a degree. I never yeah. regret it because money come and goes. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but just head to break for a bit, understand your goal, understand your business. And yeah, this is from, um, from my own mistakes, right? I, I hate seeing people doing these kind of mistakes and oh no. Yeah, yeah, no, it's important um, to share your knowledge, your experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, you so you want to move to? You were talking to me about like s some social media um, uh, templates for Instagrams yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and you just told me you start taking notes of it and you understand you studying it properly before you launch it. Um, yeah, that's another part of that I didn't mention. But it's going to be like an expansion of the media business that I've been working on. It's like yeah, because I feel like it's a good. Um, it's something that can be very easily done traveling. I guess that's why I'm moving towards this because I want to do some more traveling uh, and, and be more involved in international brands rather than just local. Like I, I like local, nothing against it, but yeah. I also want to be able to diversify because I love learning new languages. I love seeing new places, meeting like different people. And, and I think that's just where I'm at in my life right now. And to do the, the branding stuff and helping social media would help yeah. that. Like you said, the the one avenue um, that is is where I'm working at right now. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, financially, are you are you worried to start this kind of business and financially? Because like a lot of people, when they start a business, the first thing they worry about is the money. Where I don't want to get the money to start this business. Um, do you have any advice? I want to I wanna just rephrase the question. Yeah. Do you have ad any advice if some person or like anybody who want to start this kind of business, photography, where to start and how to start? Okay, you want me to sp speak specifically on photography or generally media? I want what you know. Just generally, like, okay. No, but like photography because like... Yeah, I guess, I guess I'll start with photography at least and, and we can go from there if we need to, but... With photography, it does. I don't think I was worried financially. Um, any money that I, because I, I held, I held other jobs at the same time as starting this business, so I think that helped a lot. Yeah. But I and I did it on the side, and eventually kind of transitioned transitioned into it. And any money that I had extra beyond just like living expenses was put into building the business. So I bought the gear, I bought the software, and I it just built up that base uh, that I needed to actually do the work. Just essentially the tools. Yeah. Focus on getting the tools because you know I and and developing my skills at the same time, and that's really all that mattered. And the the money came and went, like you said, it just yeah. kind of comes and goes. And um, I I generally have a bit of a anxiety about money yeah. but I try to like override that as much as possible I just have always I think I think it's like years and years of being a student I've just never had solid employment so I've never had yeah. a very solid and, and substantial income it's okay. always been student loans and then like seasonal work in the summer and then you know back and forth and it's just kind of not it's not sta uh, stable yeah. and so I got to break out of that mindset yeah. so would you tell like the young generation finance capacity to, to buy like the, those gears to find like at least a part-time job to start with as um, as a start yeah do you recommend a camera like or a lens or a program maybe for free 
uh, so that people can go just snap photos and just learn. There's, um, well, I mean, my my simplest advice would be um, if you are inclined to go the analog route, you can really you can find a really cheap and uh, a cheap and but but quality analog camera online. So like it'll still be like maybe a hundred two hundred dollars for a really really nice one, but you could yeah. get them for cheaper than that. Yeah. And heck, you could even buy one that's like kind of not necessarily together and fix it up. But th- I guess that that requires you to know so a little bit about photography to yeah. begin with. So so if you're starting from nothing, like no knowledge, yeah, man, I would even say I'd even say go get some disposable cameras, like just disposable just a pr- cameras. yeah, I know well. I, because because here here what you're doing is is you're breaking down your learning process yeah. without spending too much money up front right? right you get the disposable camera and then what you're doing is you're first focusing on learning composition oh nice and also working with natural lighting yeah because i think those are the fundamentals yeah. because at the end of the day if you're out and you want to take a picture and you don't have any of your equipment your fancy equipment you can at least take a good photo with those Understanding nice. composition and natural lighting, like the, the like dynamics of lighting. Yeah. I like this idea. Like yeah, hey, I I like actually, that's advice, interesting yeah. that it just popped into my mind. I never yeah. did that. I didn't do it myself, but but I would say that that's like the most direct way to just jump into it for, for cheap, so super cheap. Understand lighting. Understand like how to capture like a good position and as yeah, you were saying, yeah, right? exactly. And once you've understood that. You can play around with the flash too, right? Like it has like the very automatic flash that like you can't control it really at all. But yeah. <laughs> but you could just like go into dark situations and see how the flash affects things and you know. But once you feel like you kind of have a feel for that, you could step it up to the next level and say, well, you could even then like if you really want to go super cheap, you could take your iPhone uh, or a phone and just put get those little lens kits that you have for the, oh, the well, phone, right? Yeah, right now, like our the phones are better than than. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Some of them are or equal too, right? Yeah. Exactly. So, so you could do that as like a cheap option to get into understanding lens dynamics, right? I don't nice. know. I have never bought a lens kit for my phone, but yeah. I and so I don't know the exact uh, like functions that you have with it i don't know whether you can change your aperture or like zoom on any of them but you can you know. on the phone like right now you have like in the settings of the camera like yeah the yeah pro. that's true that's true on the phone actually you will learn, learn yeah. a lot too you with the with pro camera you can have those have those pro settings where you can change the aperture it's 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 a digital aperture it's oh, not a real but but yeah. you get the idea of how it would work on a in a yeah. mechanical aperture you yeah. were talking about like the flash cameras yeah uh, when I was when I was like young and um, I don't want too much flash, I used to like just take oh, yeah. a little bit of of parchment paper yeah. and just cover it with the parchment paper that get like a little bit of light instead See? of too much light. I hate flashes, man. It's too harsh. But but there's a there's something to be said about direct flash, and yeah. there's a certain style to it. Actually, I just recently took some pictures like that, just playing with the style because I'd never done it before. But I had a oh. flash the, for the whole time. Oh, <laughs> I wow. normally use like natural lighting. But yeah, yeah it's just like, let's just try a direct hard light <laughs> and like so. But I never like a flash, but like it's like the paparazzi style, right? <laughs> it's a certain like uh, fashion style. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But yeah, it, and or like a party, going to a party and like getting flash. It's like, yeah. Anyways. What field of photography or like a g- genre that you advise the new people or like or the new yeah, kids yeah. when they want to start with photography? This kind of branches with? off of your earlier question that I didn't completely yeah. fail where you're because like how to where do people go to start? Yeah. Uh, like are there are certain resources. Um, 
I mean, you could always join a, join a meetup group. Like, there's that website meetup, or like, you know, there's probably tons of like uh, threads or, or communities on like Reddit or Discord. Like, those are the more common modern uh, forms yeah. of communication and socialization that people are using. But uh, you can even simply just go on Instagram, or even more simple, more simpler, just talk to the people that you're in, in your media media group. Like, I started. How did I start? I started just photographing my friends and family and, uh, nice. yeah, the environment. Like, usually landscape and nature stuff is yeah. pretty accessible or, like, urban street photography. Yeah. Going out and taking pictures of strangers if you're comfortable with that. Like, you'll probably have to, like, ask people's permission. But, but that, like, if you can, if you're comfortable doing that, then there's a lot of opportunity there to do that. If somebody trying to reach out for you from, like, students and, and, university or anybody who's trying to get advice how about photography about cameras are you willing to share like an email um it's not going to be a course it's just an advice here and there casual advice yeah casual advice yes uh and at the end of the day like it's your time and time is money right mm. um but it's really nice to just like guide somebody like who's really struggling and this is all all about our podcast is to to bring people with with knowledge and help others to succeed in yeah. whatever they want to do right that's cool yeah that's good um are you are you willing to do that what 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 would you say for those people seeking information yeah always uh if people are interested in talking to me specifically i'd be honored firstly yeah <laughs> nice. if you think that I'm, i'm i'm good enough that you you want to seek advice from me but Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, just shoot me a message on social media or, um, yeah, that's the best way, I think. Maybe you use the, the podcast name and just on like, hey, I heard you on Spill the Beans. Yeah, that you, they can talk to you directly and you know yeah. me, so you, they can, you can uh, get me in touch with them. It doesn't matter. Yeah, just whatever. Like, whatever, matter. whatever. If direct you or help. indirect, <laughs> all avenues are valid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, and I'm open to, to giving casual advice. I've, you know, I... I feel like there's a lot of photographers already doing that, so I don't yeah. know if people would require me to do that. There's tons of information you already on. But if people want like a more direct, person, you will never know because, like, in the end of the day, when you don't have experience and you want to learn from somebody, you want to learn what the beginner is, how to as a beginner stage. Yeah. To go like a very high professional, like I know you are a very professional person, but like if somebody want to call a fashion TV and tell them like, hey, I want to learn from you. It's going to be overwhelming for them. So maybe yeah. if you if they start from like step by step learning the process, they're going to reach a place faster than just learning from from the 10th step all the way. That's true. Yeah, right? I guess if you if you talk to somebody directly, then y they can they can funnel you the proper information for your place in in the process. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, like it's a beginner guide. Yeah, I want to say because like in the end tailored. of the day, they need to understand their equipment. They need to understand cameras. They need to understand a lot of things. Yeah, and if people have specific questions, I mean, the internet is good for that. Don't get me wrong. Like you yeah. can you can find everything on the internet. Of course, we all know that. But but also having somebody to ask specific questions to directly is val yeah, uh, is like, important. Like like the same thing what I did last time about like asking you how to. Yeah. About the Adobe Lighting. Premiere, right? Oh, and that's you, it. And you showed me how to bring down the, um, the music when I'm talking and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 exactly. Little tricks like that. But I think that's also important. Um, 
I think that's that's something should that should be normalized is like people people uh, hanging out and relating on over skills and just talking about practical problems, right? Because like, you know, I could come in and just provide you a service, yeah. But like, does it make sense for me to like? It makes more sense, and if in the greater scheme of things, for me just to teach you how to do it, because you're doing all the editing anyways, and you're not going to pay me to come and do all your editing. Yeah. And so it's just like, you know, but I mean, like, if you have one single problem, just say, well, if I can solve it quickly, why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it's making your life better, and it doesn't cost me anything, really. Can drink a little bit of Turkish coffee? Diving right back in. Oh, wait, it's a little hot still. It's hot, I mean, yeah. like, keep cool. You need, you need to... Drink it scalding hot? It's supposed to be drink it hot. <laughs> with a tiny... It's, it's supposed to be drank with, like, a side of, like, melted mouth skin? <laughs> well, we, we, you need to do this. This is exactly how you do... You need to slurp it. Oh, my fingers. Yeah, but, like, mm. see how... Yeah, you have to hold it, like, just delicately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, we're doing a reel. I love Turkish coffee, man. <laughs> I got your little like ASMR here, You're just like yeah. a little coffee <laughs> ASMR. Um, so yes, you asked me back, a question. Yeah, back to the um, to the business. Every person who who's gonna start a business is gonna make mistakes, right? What kind of mistakes that you advise others not to do, or if you will go back in time, what would you change? It's I I, I very rarely re- regret things. Um, yeah. I think it happened how it needed to happen, but knowing now what I know now <laughs> and comparing yeah. it to not knowing it then, I think the important thing is to, if you want to be serious about making it a business, um, which maybe I wasn't from the beginning, but like I was just dabbling in it more so and trying to make some money at the same time. Uh, but if you're serious, you want definitely want to develop. Um, you want to make you want to make your services accessible to the client, and and you taught you kind of actually reminded me of that today. I think I always knew that, but I kind of like it, I couldn't put it on the back burner and didn't really think about it. But it's important to present yourself in a way that is simple, uh, clear, and. Uh, approachable you know so so as an example you gave you told me today you know if I'm gonna start this new endeavor in my business I have to design uh, essentially like a template to say this is my pricing this is what services I offer for this price yada 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 yeah have that kind of thing because uh, and you you said it yourself is that you know client people the potential clients they're busy people they're especially if you're working on a, a small entrepreneurial s- scale that yeah. people have very little time and if they, if you just send them an email, like you said, like, hey, here's, this is me, this is my website, go check it out, tell me if you think that we can do anything, that requires a lot of energy on the client side of things. And it's not to say that they can't do it, but it's just, you know, it, does, it doesn't do you any service. Yeah. It doesn't do, do your business any justice because why not set yourself up for success why not make it easier for the client to just be like, oh, all the information's here. You've laid it out clearly. It's exactly you're telling me what you want, and that, that's another hard thing. Actually, that's I think why I struggle with it is I don't know. I have a trouble. I have trouble gauging where I should be placing myself because I'm t- I'm inclined to always 
believe that I'm not worth like maybe enough to be a to be sustainable <laughs> so yeah. I'm always like underpricing because I also I also get that a lot where it's like I think I just have a habit of pitching myself to clientele that are have a, like smaller budgets and so I try to fit within that and it's nothing to be said against that I think there's a neat, a market for that yeah. if you have services that you can price lowly and, yeah. and do it quickly and easy and but but I I guess I've always I've tried to I've tried to grow beyond that. It's it's understanding the balance between your growth, where you're at, and and also what kind of market you're trying to aim for. Like uh, trying to line them, right? Yeah. Um, and that's a that's a challenge for me sometimes. But I guess the end. That, what I was trying to say is that you should have a clear idea of what you want price wise for the time and service energy that you're putting into it. And but I guess you should uh, you should generally be realistic about it. You should understand literally how much uh, and i think that's part of the process is understanding your process refining your process to the point where you're like okay i don't think i can improve this much more than then analyzing it saying how much time do i take to do this how much time to, do i take to do this and then from there just even if you just do it by an hourly basis you can kind of come up with like a price list from that yeah. well this is exactly when you price a product especially when the product takes time to be manufactured that you need to see how much time you're gonna take to go take photos for the products and yeah. how much time you're gonna edit it and you put the price first before you go and start anything to price your product yeah i guess you have to understand what your product is exactly what you want to do uh for money because you know as a media multimedia professional there's things that i just don't want to do but they're still uh, they could be bulked into normal services from yeah. other professionals in my in, in my field but yeah. maybe i just don't want to do it so i just say okay i have to be specific i do want to do this i don't want to do that so you set your own standards firstly your offering yeah so you define the product and then you standardize it i think that's the hard thing that another thing i struggle with is standardizing it because i get too uh enveloped in the nitty-gritty details and the variance and saying oh well like it could sound like it's a similar project from one client to the next, but it could take significantly different amounts of time. Yeah. And so it's hard for me to just to say, oh, yeah, flat rate, this is what I'm going to do for you. But so that's why I kind of tend towards an hourly way of doing things. But uh, but yeah, if you if you if you feel comfortable with a standardization and, and you realize that I guess one thing is that an averaging out over time is like even if one client is a little bit more energy required and like the other one is less, like over time it'll average. But then like you run into the issue of like some clients are maybe not going to see that as fair or something. I don't know. Like, so that's a hard point for me to talk on. Yeah. But you mentioned before like that you want like a higher project for you with like with potentially good money, right? Yeah. And uh, actually I'm trying to change my way of doing business as a result. Yeah. So why you don't start with the small businesses and you grow from there i know like probably you've been doing it for, for a bit of time and you see yourself in in higher level than small businesses or like the startup business like who starts new and they financially they are not able to spend this amount of money on social media for example or photography yeah uh, do you think it's a good idea like people like start from there and grow and build your their portfolio i think i think why i personally am trying to move beyond that is because it's not because i think it's below me i think it's because 
I realize that there are so many other people that I'm competing with at that level. And it's important for me to clear space for the people that are just starting out to have that opportunity. Because if I'm going and picking up those kind of clientele, but yet I am capable of doing something bigger, then... But, but my yeah. question, sorry for interrupting. Oh yeah, sorry, if I'm off track. No, 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 you're not, you're good. Okay. But the competition is there. So for example, like I used to sell like products online and I used to sell lunch boxes online, right? And in three months I made like nine grand just yeah. from lunch boxes yeah. and I sold I, them on Etsy. Sorry for interrupting. Yeah, yeah. And when I went to do the product research on Etsy and see how many person are selling the lunch box, there's a ton of them. Yeah. Do you know, I just add free spoon and a free fork. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I sold more than anybody on that. I guess so I've the depreciation always, yeah. with the competition is it makes you like shine. Yeah. But why are you still not selling those things? I'm sorry? Why are you still not selling those things now? Because when I start the coffee shop, it's it's a lot of time. I think I think the 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 final answer or like the conclusion that we've come to yeah. like on both sides is that uh, you just have higher ambitions at some point. You know, you, you want to you want to exceed where you've been working already. And it's not to say anything bad about working at that level, but like you just feel ready to try something new or bigger. Right. Like you didn't always stay yeah. selling stuff online because you wanted to run a shop. You wanted to have a cafe. Well, the shop came came from nowhere. Yeah. Because like what I was focusing on, I was focusing on selling the products. Yeah. And that okay. was my only fo focus. Right. Yeah. And I always differentiate with my products um, from the others so people can see my product is more attractive than others. And this is why they, they buy it from me, right? Yeah, so, that's right. You understood that dynamic. Yeah, so instead of buying one lunchbox, why I don't buy like one a lunchbox that comes with a fork and spoon and, and a bag, Yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So you see that even if I'm selling a little bit more money, but like they have like three items instead of one items, almost or a little bit higher than the regular price. Yeah, I should. I guess I should clarify. It's like I'm not afraid of competition. It's going to be there at every level. Even yeah. if I go higher, it's going to be there. Uh, in fact, it's probably going to be more intense at higher levels. Um, exactly. Yeah. I, I get and I understand that you're what you're saying, and I think that's you know helped me a lot is understanding your unique, basically the perks of you working for somebody else, the unique things that make you stand out, right? A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I guess what I'm trying to say is that I I don't. I'm not afraid of the competition. That's not why I'm moving away from the the lower, smaller projects. It's yeah. just because my 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 level of function is I can feel it's meant to be higher. Like I'm meant to take on more cognitive work and less like repetitive, lots of small clients. I like I said earlier, I'm more of a, a sprint runner rather than a marathon runner, and I think that that's why I don't do well on that smaller scale because you have to have tons of clients, which means that lots of consistent work and that just doesn't work well for me. I work better finding uh, a really like specialized um, project and focusing on that for a good chunk of time, but then taking a break. And like, because I worked so, f I focused so hard on that and did like, that was just my thing for one thing for a month or two months or whatever then I, uh, you know, I might make good money and then I don't have to worry about, you know, that that scattering of myself. If I scatter myself, it's I get too burnt out uh, much more fast. And so I think that like having like working on the smaller scale, you have to pick up more clients. Yeah. Right. And the sheer volume of clients just doesn't work with the way that I work. Yeah. Some people can do it. And, and then and there's nothing to be said about 
or there's something to be said about do, being able to do that. It's it's valuable. Yeah. Yeah. It's just everybody's going to work operate a bit differently, right? If I, I had a company and I had clients that would that would help me with that, I could do it. Yes, but I haven't got to that level yet. So yeah. Um, like usually in 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 a business, if I want to wait a month to get like one client who's gonna pay me like two grand a month, right? Yeah. Or I have an opportunity to work with four clients that I'm gonna make three grand a month. Yeah, yeah. I will go with a with a three or four clients that I'm gonna make like an extra thousand dollar. Yeah. Until I find my higher um, one with this unique client. Do you, do you think that you will, or do you think that you will always prefer the the uh, this small? My my opinion. Yeah. As as a start, this is the only way to to grow. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because and 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 end of the day, Rex, like, especially like we're talking to to the to the generation that they're gonna they're gonna look up for us in this podcast, and they're gonna learn from us. Yeah. I, um, I firstly I want to interrupt and say that I think it's. I can. I think it can be problematic to say that there's only one way to do things because it's not, it's not one way. Yeah, it's it's yeah. the safest way. I want to say. Yeah. Okay. But th- but but that does it doesn't mean that there's only one way. Like I no, guess no, no, what no, we're no, saying no. is that there are different ways of doing it. One is definitely tried and true, yeah. and it can work for most people because mo- I think most people in the world operate a certain way. But that doesn't mean everybody's gonna function best in that way. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. Like, there's always safe safety net. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And to reach okay. the safety net is this is how you start. Yeah. Because I, like if you want to aim to the stars. Yeah. And your and your and your step is gonna reach only to. I think two I, feet. You're I, gonna I, fall. Right? Yeah, I think I I get what you're trying to say. Is that like? Yeah. Some some people will work better um, with one specialized big client uh, and uh, with a larger pay from one, um, but definitely you have to work your way up to that. Even even if you are optimal for that, you still have to go through that process of like just testing testing yourself and like developing the skill and all that for yeah. sure for sure. Yeah, I think you do have to evolve to to what's natural you for you. hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. Like when listen when you when you leave a footprint in the industry of whatever you do, now you have all the right to say like, hey, I'm gonna aim to the higher unique clients. I'm gonna compete yeah. with a higher ground with. And this is my personal opinion. Yeah, I'm, not, yeah, yeah. I'm not judging no, 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 your no, work. No, yeah, I, I get it. Right? I, I I'm, actually, just, I'm just sending a message to the other that who's going to listen to yeah, us. Yeah, I think what we're talking about is a dynamic. Uh, it's, an, it's a correlation, a linear correlation, if you want to talk in scientific terms. Basically, there's a relationship, an inverse relationship of uh, quantity of clients uh, and then pricing and then also the amount of, like, dedication of time for each project like it's it's a it's basically like you can't have it's like the triangle of like do you want it fast do you want it cheap do you want it good right you can't have all of them at once there has to be like some kind of a other combination or why i don't have them all at once because uh if you want it done fast and cheap you can't have it good because it's but i mean you can have it good for that money and that time but it's not going to be good as good as if you invested a lot more time and spent more money on it Right, yeah. percent. It's, like, it's all good. it's all interrelated. I, I understand yeah, yeah. that, but like for for example, if a small business that start like a new start has been in the industry for three, four months, six months, and you want to be present in the social media, yeah, right, yeah. If he doesn't have like a good cash flow in hand, why we need to bury this owner in in the traffic of the social media because he doesn't have enough fund 
to reach out to like more time, uh, like whatever you said about the, the triangle, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So these kind of people that, that they are exist and they're struggling and they're working so hard to, su to succeed in their business and put effort in the business. Why we don't find someone that do a little bit fast and cheap for, for them when they build their presence on social media and they have like a good cash flow. Well, you do. It's TikTok. Well, this, this is exactly <laughs> what it's I'm like, saying. It's like, like YouTube like, versus TikTok, right? 100%. But yeah. like TikTok for me right now, yeah. every time I want to like just film something on TikTok, I struggle to. I know because that's because you're not I, you're not wired per se that direction. Like it's not to say you can't do it. You could do it if you wanted to. I can to, do it. But it's not necessarily your natural tendency, right? 100%. Yeah. So I need to yeah. hire somebody. Like yeah. right now, like I don't have like enough cash flow to hire somebody to, to take care of my TikTok, my my Instagram. Like right now, the algorithm of Instagram is changing from photos to, to videos. Yeah. To video. yeah. It's going to be same as TikTok. Everybody's competing with TikTok nowadays, Snapchat and all this. So if I want to do this and I want to hire somebody, let's say you somebody charging $800 just for Instagram and TikTok. But I cannot afford it. Why I cannot find somebody who charges like $400 fast and cheap just to put my presence in the industry, right? Mm -hmm. And then when I grow, he's going to tell me like, hey, we grow together. I want more money. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess if you're talking about that kind of perspective where you develop more of a long-term relationship between a client and your services, then... That's perfectly fine. You can start small and then you can grow from there. That's fine. Yeah, yeah I'm not saying I, there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's just a matter of uh, a, a question of whether you're going to be scaling at the same time. Like some one person might scale faster than the other, and that 100%. might just break the relationship, which is yeah. fine. But yeah, yeah. If yeah. if if my my social media guy who's gonna like charge me four hundred dollars doing fast and cheap, and one day he texted me, he said, or send me an email like, hey, I found like. A, a better client i need to cancel the contract i'm fine with my with that yeah. because like we already established a present yeah well and also like you want to you want to celebrate other people's successes too right 100 yeah. yeah. and i and this yeah. is why i built the bob podcast <laughs> because like i want to push give a, a little bit of push for people uh for the new generation to succeed like because like again like last podcast i was talking about they don't teach finance and investing and money in school. No. And that's uh, severely lacking in our right? education system. So, so yeah. we, f we find this gap. So I want to try to fill this gap for, for the young, young generation instead of just all one they want to do, just like spend their time on TikTok and spend their money on, in the malls instead yeah. of saving them and just do something valuable for the, for the futures, right? Right, right. This is exactly why I, I want to interview you. I want to interview everybody in this industry to give this advice for other people. Well, because what you're doing is you're basically helping people like make a living. Because, yeah, you can go out and you can learn a skill. You could learn sciences, whatever, and te learn the things that they teach you in, in grade school. But then if you if you don't know how to market yourself, if you don't know how to, to, to align yourself in the, in the business world, you, you drown. And I feel like that's that happened to me. I was in school for so long, I d developed no business savvy, and now mm -hmm. I'm having to learn it on my own because just life is run like I'm. It's catching up and saying, "Look, man, you got to figure out how to deal with finances and, and get business." Yeah. And I'm I'm having to, s to swim or, or sink, you know. Yeah. So this is exactly my 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 idea from this podcast. Yeah. Right. 
or even if you don't save it, at least invest it in uh, in something yeah. that you're doing. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like like the value of the money that you have right now is gonna be the lunch of your future. I want to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. I I guess yeah. And, or the but, first step of your future. Yeah. Right? And you can actually there's a, there's also another way that you could do it. You can also if you are more inclined to invest in other people's business, you can do that and ask for a return, right? Like if, like if that's more aligned with your yeah style. and i said it like in yeah. the last podcast like i don't i hate being rich i don't want to be rich but in case i become like millionaire all i want is mo- what is i'm comfortable with to have like a comfortable life and yeah. the rest is going to be investing in a new generation and new businesses and helping entrepreneurs. Right? i think that's i think it's really cool because i think that's where most of us are are trying to head towards in a collective sense in a, in a world sense because we re- we're realizing that the old hierarchical way of of amassing wealth and and holding on to it and being an elite you know category is not sustainable uh, for all levels, both the wealthy and the poor. And yeah. we're and we're starting to realize that we have to be able to take the re- extra resources wherever it is in our own realm or in the neighbor's realm and and help try to funnel that towards the the areas that need support. Um, or that will do the most good in 100 percent, right like like every person has a job toward the community that he lives in yeah even if you don't have time to do something if you just shovel your neighbor's snow right and your neighbors shovel yours when you are busy yeah this this connection it will build a very strong community that like if one day I need a favor from my neighbor. He knows better than me than in a business. I can go and pick his brain instead of like going paying like three hundred dollars for consultation. Yeah, and I'm not gonna get anything. All he needs to do just ask me questions. One hundred percent. And and I actually I think this is uh, a huge deficit in the way that we our education system works nowadays. Is the, the fact that we are taught it, it's it's important to be able to compete, but we're, there's so much focus on competition and not enough focus on community development. No, because we're not taught. We're not taught. We're in school. We're taught get the best grades. That will get you the most success. You will go to university. You will also get the best grades, and then you will be the best in your field. And, and yes, that can be true, but that's not the only way to success. There, no? there is also a very valid and important aspect of of banding together, the community, uh, working as a community, helping your neighbor, even in a small way. And and all that karmic energy that you're putting out, uh, even in small ways, is gonna it's gonna come back. Yeah. There's a lot of yeah. rich people. They are made they made their their money in a different field than what did they study in, in university. Yeah. Oh, right? for sure. I I like me with my sciences. I I haven't used it professionally. hundred percent. I don't think I don't know if I ever will. Maybe I will, but not in a direct so way. Education is very important, but in the same time, the education need to prepare you to for the first step in life yeah. you're done you're done college a lot of kids that are done university they go and find a job but in this period between finishing university and finding a job this is a very important and crucial time on every young person yeah yeah he might be confused oh why i cannot find a job why 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 right? yeah yeah, and I, I I've gone through that too. Yeah. Yeah, but like, the only the good thing about this community that I really love, that we didn't have back home, is 
students, high school students, university students, they work part time and they study. Yeah. And this is very important. The only thing that I would give an advice for those people that are working and studying, learn from the owners, learn from other people in your in your work. Yeah. And so you can the same time that you are studying in school academic, um, you're learning the the in and out of business, of lifestyle, of finance. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Right? I think though sometimes it's hard because I don't think that the employers want to do that. I think sometimes some employers don't care about that. They don't care about educating their staff, not you. I think you care about making your community, you know, everybody works together and you're on level. Not yeah, everybody's like that. You. Some people just care about profit. I and, understand and, and that. It, it's, but yeah. I don't know. I, I think, think I think there's there's a difference between I think we need to distinguish that you can still have make money but not there's a difference between profit and prosperity. Yeah. Prosperity is like you're you're everybody's succeeding, everybody's uh, you know happy and uh, but profit is like one person's happy, the other people feel like shit. Right? <laughs> like so No, I, this yeah, is yeah. exactly I want yeah. everybody like I want everybody to come together. Yeah, and and especially in small communities in in Calgary, because like I love Calgary for one thing. I felt so home because there's some community, like the little community that I my coffee shop is in. Everybody knows everybody. Yeah, yeah. everybody like uh, help everybody, right? Yeah, and I felt like I'm really I'm I'm home. Um, so this is why I love this community, and I want to just give it more push to be like more socialized yeah, yeah right? actually that's uh, something i've been focusing on uh, i think it was a couple of, uh, i'd say i'd say it officially started just over a year ago was like i realized i needed more communi community i needed more um interpersonal connectivity intimacy between uh, relationships and uh it started with my trip my travels to europe and has kind of expanded from there now that yeah. I come home, I've been able to build like more like consistent relationships because like when I was traveling, you could I w didn't stay anywhere for too long. So, but yeah. I developed that like ability to become comfortable and open with strangers, basically. Yeah, like yeah. I just want to ask one question, like for anybody. Yeah. When the last time you knock on your neighbor's door, I'm like, hey, yeah. come for a beer. Let's let's have a barbecue. That's together. true. Yeah, I know it seldom happens for me, at least. Right? And and. Actually, that's not entirely true. Uh, in the summertime, I I was chatting with my neighbors. Uh, they're an elderly couple, and and you know we ha you shot the shit a little bit, and they're yeah. they're good, they're lovely people. I guess, but oh, it didn't go beyond that. So like it it, it does, it does, yeah yeah you know there's a weird thing where like we don't really know our neighbors anymore, right? Sometimes I, some people are different. Actually, I have a question for you. Yeah, go ahead. How how much do you think? The, the fact that you came here and you felt community was a product of you manifesting it and trying to create it and making it an important thing for you, for you or how, and how much of it was like a percentage and how much of it was it just naturally already there in this community here or yeah, back yeah. home no here and, and well you could do comparison to buy, to yeah, compared you, to home you could do a comparison like you could say your percentage there and the percentage here I want to say if I want to compare this community to back to my home back home community. Yeah. I want to say like 20 30%. Okay, okay. I guess what let me rephrase it. How much how much Similar, effort do you have to like like is it a 1 to 1 ratio for like your effort and the community's general effort 
to create community, like other people's and yours? Is it is it equal amounts of energy, or is it, you know, you're putting in more energy than other people? No, or no, no, it's equal amount. Here, back home. Oh, back home, and here, how is you it know. here? You feel like you don't have to work; it just is created. No, you, you need no. The community is not created. The, with the help with others, we create the community, right? Yeah. But so I'm gonna explain the difference. Back home, when you grow up in in a neighborhood or in a community, you are responsible on the seventh neighbor. Like up to the seventh, up one, two, three, four. Yeah. Okay. So the seventh neighbor, mm-hmm. you are responsible on him to help him. If he needs you, you you are there for him. Okay. The but not the thing. first, not the first. First, all no, of them. from the first all okay, the way all to the seventh. Okay, sorry, just to be clear. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if you do that, if you do like any community right here, if you are responsible on the seven houses around you, like diameters, right? Then you will build like a strong community because like back home, yeah. if somebody like hurt his leg, yeah, everybody there just to help him to stand up and take him to the hospital. Yeah. There is here in a small community and in, in outside the cities community, they are like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like well, I grew suburb. up in a small town, so I could tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> they are well, like that. Yes. And I think typically... Yeah. But when you go like slowly toward the city, you start like missing this social life. Yeah, it's kind of dispersed. Yeah. Yeah. But like this social life build people, build this relationship. Yeah. Build a lot of successful people. Yes. It's it's important to have community. It's It's an essential part of human life. And in the city, it can become very chaotic. Like you don't feel like you have a very localized community. Yeah. Because it's the, it's just such density spread over such a large area. Yeah. But like the human nature since the beginning of time, they lived in a tribe. They are a group. They're not individuals. But we are trying to, to transfer from groups to individuals. And you can see the, how much apart people are, are starting getting away from each other. If mm-hmm. if you say hello to somebody on the street, he was like he's surprised. Why are you saying me? Why are you saying yeah. hello to me? Right? Yeah. This is just hello because like you're a human person, and I and I just want to say hello to you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So yeah. this is this is what like back home in, in in my community in a small town. If I didn't say hello, they will just like blame you. Oh, why didn't you say hello? Why didn't you say hello? <laughs> yeah, mad right? that you don't. Yeah. It's the opposite of fear. Yeah, yeah, and. If I need to understand, like, okay, I have a problem with my phone. Oh, I know my neighbors. He's a good at phones. I'll yeah. go th- 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 knock on his door. Dude, this phone is not working. He yeah. will help me. Yeah. Right? And actually, I think I think traditional North America cult- North American cultures, like the original, when they, like, they were trying to settle. I, I mean, that's not the original North American yeah. culture, like, obviously indigenous is but you know like when when europeans came to canada i feel like it was a lot more like that where you they were you had to depend on your neighbor because if, if you didn't you'd, you'd probably die yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is why if you go fail. out to to small towns in uh, in saskatchewan or whatever you go like and they are like that yeah yeah you're wired that way for sure yeah like the, the neighbor farmers is like okay he helped me when i farm they said the opposite when I har- when he harvests the, the the field or whatever it is. Yeah. The opposite way they help each other. They are there for each other. They come. They they eat together. Yeah. You know? But I also think that that the the small towns are kind of straying away from that a little bit. At least for me, my experience. While 
yes, there was a lot of community involvement. I think uh, there was, like, at least me personally, I felt like I didn't, I don't know, maybe it was, maybe it was on me. Maybe it was me just, like, not trying to be involved or, but I just didn't feel as much of that. Um, maybe it's partly, like, how my parents were. I don't know. But, yeah. like, yeah, because they, they lived in the city for a while. So, like, maybe it was, like, that, like, the city people trying to fit in in the community, so, in the country. So, it, like, didn't exactly work. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how it went, but. <laughs> well, Rex, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it was, like, really nice to talk to you. Yeah. And um, maybe we can do another episode later in the future. Yeah, exploring whatever else comes and to can, mind, whatever is pertinent. And I hope you're going to be, like, successful in what you are doing and um, after that we can like expand our knowledge and everything and we share like more ideas with others yeah, yeah? like yeah definitely awesome. it's gonna happen it's natural it is natural thank you thank, <laughs> thank you, you, really you so much it. buddy yeah lots for sure man thanks eh? yeah until next time <laughs>